This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Hope everybody is having a good week as things are starting to turn to the really heavy recruiting part of the year, there's really no off season when it comes to recruiting, um, but these are a couple of the biggest months, if not the biggest months of the entire year. June and July, um, we bring in our two recruiting reporters here today, Christian Clemente and Jason Caldwell. And uh, before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping I wanted to share with everybody before we get rolling here with a bunch of information that either A, has already been put on our site, that's, that's kind of the most likely stuff we're going to talk about, or B, will be reported on our site within the coming days um, for our VIP subscribers. If you guys have ever considered getting a subscription to Auburn Undercover, now is definitely the best time to do it. It's 60% off. You guys can stop me if you... I don't think we offer a better deal than that. I don't think it goes higher than 60%. I don't don't know if I've ever seen it. Maybe 75 at one point, but this is definitely one of the best ones um, you guys can get. So again, if you've ever considered it, head to our site. You'll see the promo there. Um, obviously if you, if you listen to this podcast, then, uh, then you like what we do. And so we'd appreciate having you guys, uh, on board. So go check that out when you get the chance. So, um, anyway, Jason and Christian, uh, we got a lot to talk about today as Auburn moves into, like we talked about a really busy part of the recruiting schedule. But before we get into that, they did add one member here late, very late in the cycle of the uh, 2023 class. And, uh, Christian, that is champ Anthony, the Juco defensive back it seems like this recruitment I, I was i was looking at my phone and um you just had story after story over the course of like 24 hours this thing was this thing was moving pretty quickly all of a sudden um this was not only hey you know they've got this juco kid on campus it was hey he might be ready to enroll and then all of a sudden he was committed so sort of walk us through the um you know that that very quick saga with him and, and what he brings to the roster yeah, so he was offered um, earlier last week, and honestly, I didn't see the offer pop up on Twitter. Um, he was not a name that I was tracking by any means. Um, and then a source texted and said, hey, you know, this guy's also officially visiting. And I was like, who? I'm going to need some more explanation on who this guy is, how many years he has to play, you know, coming out of JUCO, um, where you even like him in the secondary. Um, and so it was a very quick process, um, but – you know, as soon as we learned that he was actually coming to visit, it's like, okay, well, you can see the writing on the wall there um, that it then seemed likely, you know, Auburn was his biggest offer. BYU had also offered uh, and then got him on the phone actually as he was on his way to the airport 
um, to fly in for his official visit. And he was pretty frank. Um, he said, you know, this is a great opportunity. If everything goes well, uh, I want to commit and I want to sign. I want to enroll. Um, and you know, that was the case. He commits Saturday evening during his visit, leaves Sunday morning, um, and ends up actually announcing it later that night. Um, and he's already signed. And he told me that he would be enrolling within the next couple of weeks. He's going to be here before the second mini-mester um, actually starts in June. So that way he can go through those summer workouts, those captain practices and whatnot. Um, and so not necessarily the biggest profile addition, uh, but for what Auburn was looking for, Jason, he kind of fits He fits what they were looking for in the secondary. He gives Auburn some more depth, and you know, he's a younger guy that could be around for the future a little bit. Yeah, a guy that has three years of eligibility remaining, and I think a guy that could play really all five different positions if you want him to. Um, could wind up being a, a Jalen Simpson type of safety, maybe that kind of coverage safety. After watching him, I honestly think right now he may be more of a nickel. I think he may be the, you know, kind of along with Keontae Scott kind of guy and allow you to maybe move Keontae Scott out to corner some uh, if you want to do some of those things too. So, um, yeah, versatility is the key for him. And, you know, not a big body guy, but he's pretty long. And so he's got some length and, and able to turn and run really quick. And, and so, just not a whole lot of tape, just not a whole lot of film on him. He only played in four games last year in junior college. And so you look at it and, and everything is about potential. Um, he hasn't really put it out there yet. And so for Auburn, you're, you're betting on those older guys kind of showing him the ropes and him um, kind of getting his feet wet this year a little bit. I mean, I don't, it, it's tough for me to imagine him coming in and making a huge impact right away um, just because of the secondary group. Um but it is a position, especially the nickel, where you can you can come in and without a ton of experience and, and get on the field and do some things. So, um, again, another just another guy that they needed to to add more depth to this roster, and uh, they were able to do that in the secondary. Yeah, I mean he's pretty much that. Um, and Jason, I think you did a good point of touching on it. His first year, because of his versatility, he'll rotate in wherever you know he'll rotate in at safety a little bit, rotate in at nickel a little bit. And I think the other thing that attracted Auburn so much was his character. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it on the board. Great kid. Uh, the best way you can describe it is just grateful for the opportunity, um, to be honest, which stuff like that adds up a little bit. Good character guy. Um, and Auburn's pretty excited about the fact that, you know, you have Kay and Lee, you have J.D. Rim, now all these other freshmen enrolled, you know, Terrence Love, Sylvester Smith, Colton Hood, Tyler Scott, all those guys. Um, and now you have another younger guy that kind of joins them. Um, so I think there's a lot of excitement on Auburn's front about that secondary being in a pretty good spot for years to come, um, especially as they'll probably sign another good class in the 2024 cycle. Yeah, they clearly wanted somebody of this sort of profile, um, considering when they were after Cyrus Dumas, that that obviously fell through and they ended up, you know, didn't didn't end up adding him to the roster. He would have been you know, a standard transfer, an FBS transfer. They instead go the uh, go the JUCO route, but yeah, we knew this was sort of their, you know, maybe last priority isn't the right wording, but there were a lot of other roster spots that needed more attention than the secondary for all the reasons you guys just mentioned. They're they're pretty loaded, they feel pretty good there, and they've also got a good future, like Christian alluded to. But you know, you feel the need to to get some more depth in there, and so they do that with a guy like Champ Anthony, who Chris, like Christian said, is grateful for the opportunity um, and and should be or Auburn hopes he'll be a good player here down the line. So now we'll get into the recruiting this week. Um, there are a couple big camps later this week. The camps have already started. 
on Auburn's campus. It's going to be a big official visit weekend, one of several throughout you know the rest of the month, heading into the rest of the summer. But Jason, you guys have already been talking to some kids on campus. You know the the, the visits are still going to keep on rolling, but you guys have already caught up um, with a couple five stars over the past few days uh, among among some other recruits. Yeah, no, uh, it, you know they already had uh, some official visits on campus to to start this month, and um, I mean it's going to be a really busy month. Uh, you look at at college football and December is probably the busiest month for a coaching staff um, because of portal signing day, you know, put, you know, potentially if you put racks for a bowl game, all those things, December is probably the worst month. June's probably the the next busiest month. And, and, and people go, how is that? How is it possible? Because in football season, you kind of get into a rhythm. You, you, you know what you're kind of doing every day. You still have some recruiting going on, but this month you, you've got official visits going on. Uh, the coaches just got off the road where <laughs> they're doing evaluations. And now you you throw into the mix camp time. Um, this next 10 days, 10 to 12 day stretch for Auburn is going to be just blow, you know, mind blowing uh, for them and what they're doing. But yeah, we already seen Jalen Mbakwe, um on campus, uh, you know, five star DB from from Clay Chauville, a really talented kid that is committed to Alabama. Um, uh, it's kind of that broken record thing, but you know, grew up favoring Auburn uh, and kind of lost his way the last couple of years uh, under the previous staff. Uh, you know, they're trying to get back in the mix. They're back in it now. We'll see if they can get back into the enough. Uh, that's going to be – I think that's going to be a hard one. Um, Birmingham area, right down the road. Um, you know, I'm sure they're going to sell him on on stepping in right after Kool-Aid and, and being the guy at corner. And so that's going to be a hard sell for Auburn, but they're in the mix. They've got an official visit already, and they've done this in a matter of – really uh, three or four months to kind of get back in this thing. But um, that's one of the five stars. Um, Chris, another one of our guys that that we love was also on campus this past weekend. Yeah, Jamonte Waller. Uh, you know, he had been offered uh, – I mean, he absolutely blew up in January. So he was on our radar, and we go to the Under Armour camp uh, up in Carrollton in February. And, I mean, he absolutely lit it up. Um, he showed everyone why he got the rating that he did. He had been vaulted from on rank to jumping in the top 247. I think he was like number 199 at the time. Um, and then after that camp performance and after some more time um, from the rankings team watching his film and evaluating him, he jumps up to five-star status um, pretty deservingly. He is not your prototypical edge rusher, um, 6'2", probably 225 right now, somewhere around there. Um, so he doesn't have that prototypical size. Um you know, that a guy like maybe Jordan Ross um, does, although Jordan Ross needs to add weight, um, the base Stavia Hills five-star, but he just, he has that it factor coming off the edge. Um, and out of Mississippi, it's a guy that Jeremy Garrett has been working on pretty heavily. It's a guy that Ron Roberts has been working on heavily. Um, and, you know, they got him uh, on campus sometime in the spring. I want to say it was in March. Um, and, he was with a big group of Mississippi kids. He obviously gets kind of the royal treatment, gets pulled aside a little bit. I mean, he says, look, I'm coming back for an official visit. Now Auburn is – we've been you know, we've been saying that Auburn sits in a pretty good spot with him. You know, Penn State is definitely up there. Um, he's a big Micah Parsons fan, um, so that's the connection to Penn State um, and the, you know, what they did with him um, up there. And he likes Florida as well. Um, he'll see those two schools the next two weekends. Um, but – that's really about it. Georgia's in the mix as well, but you know, he didn't even mention them to us um, when he was leaving his visit. So if you're Auburn and you're recruiting a kid from Mississippi with Jeremy Garrett, with Hugh Freeze, with the ties that this new staff has to the state of Mississippi, you kind of like 
being able to recruit against Penn State and Florida. You know, I just mentioned he likes Micah Parsons and stuff like that, but you have to like you have to like a lot of the outside factors um, and how you can try and land Jamonte Waller. And he had nothing but good things to say. Um, he's liked Auburn quite a bit. And I think Auburn definitely, I don't even necessarily need to say that Auburn helped themselves because Auburn was in a good spot, but they definitely boosted their chances this weekend. Um, things to have seemingly gone really, really well. Um, and if you're Auburn, you just hope that he comes back from big cat weekend. He wants to commit, I believe August 26th, he said his birthday. Um, so that would be kind of a, last ditch uh, because it goes dead there at the end of July after being dead for most of July. Um, So you would love to get him in if you're Auburn for big cat weekend, maybe try and seal the deal there. Yeah. No, you had him in TJ Lindsay, another big defensive lineman. Um, (laughs) He looked incredible when you get eyes on him. He's a, he looks a guy like a guy that's a sophomore in college. And so that's another big kid that Auburn's in the mix with a kid from Brian, Arkansas that, uh, just can trying to make a you know trying to make a push for and do some things though he's actually going to be at IMG Academy though so um, you know whether that uh, helps or hurts I don't know uh, um, but uh, you know obviously he's going to get a lot more attention moving there but it's just the really scratching the surface um, uh, for for them this next weekend probably you know starting on about Friday to about next Tuesday or so Christian there's going to be a bunch of guys on campus. Yeah, I'm going to just uh, – let's not forget about Wyatt Simmons, too, the linebacker right, from Arkansas, right. yep. uh, who visited – who did kind of a midweek visit and then went up to Clemson right. for a weekend visit. Yep. Um, but that's a guy who his dad coaches at Harden University, head coach up there. Um, and he – Josh Aldridge, Auburn's linebacker coach, played under um, – I believe his name is Paul Simmons, played under him. Um, and those families remain very close. Um, so Auburn was – Wyatt Simmons, not to dive into the whole, we'll, we'll go over it quick. He is as old school as old school gets. Um, I was reading a story that um, some Arkansas newspaper or something had done on him, talking to his coach. Kid didn't have a Twitter before he got his first offer. He made a Twitter to tweet out his offer, which was Auburn. Um, Auburn was the first one. He uh, The coaches helped him put together a little highlight reel, and he, he just titled it Football. Um, and he had no clue that it even published. Um, and, and then it was done. Um, and the coaches kind of sent it out. So super old school recruiting. He doesn't have any likes on his Twitter. He hasn't liked any tweets. His only tweets are his highlight reel um, and his offers that he's gotten. He's not really on Twitter. So that's kind of just a it, – it's a fun recruit that you definitely don't see nowadays. It makes it a little bit tougher for us to track. Um, but uh, Auburn's certainly got some connections there. And, um, Jason, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch the highlight reel that he did put out on Twitter, but he's a very fun player to watch there at linebacker. Yeah, no, yeah, really good player. And you're right. Um, you definitely didn't need to forget about him because that's a guy that I think Auburn's going to be in the mix with. And so, um, yeah, that, that kind of starts it. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many guys wind up showing up over the next um, seven or eight days, but um, there'll be a group that comes in Friday and, and leaves – probably on Sunday and then another group that comes in Monday and, and probably leaves Wednesday. And we're talking about some really, really talented football players that when you start, you know, you know, getting in these guys to Marcus Riddick, uh, you know, obviously five-star linebacker that's committed to to Georgia from Chilton County, uh, in Clanton, Alabama that we've seen. And uh, Christian, he's just uh, one of the the first of a group of, of guys that are coming in Friday, uh, kind of setting the tone for uh, another one coming in on Tuesday. Yeah, the Tuesday, honestly, the uh, 
the June 12th through the 14th list might even be a little bit more impressive, which is kind of yep. crazy because it's a midweek official visit list. But um, let me run through the list of the June 9th through the 11th this weekend. So you have five-star Demarcus Riddick, like you just mentioned. Um, you've got four-star running back Daniel Hill. Um, you have a pair of four-star DBs in Jalen Crawford um, and Kensley Faustin. A four-star interior offensive lineman, Caleb Holmes. You have three-star interior offensive lineman, um, Cohen Eccles. And then you have, who just camped on Monday um, and ended up scheduling an official visit afterwards, um, William Eccles. Um, name is spelled differently. They're not related. Um, he's a potential offensive lineman, defensive lineman, um, who will be returning to campus this weekend. Um, Jason, you talked with him, and he's a great kid. You know, he said he's coming back. He shined in camp, mostly playing O-line, but played a little D-line. And then he's like, hey, I want to come back this weekend, um, and I'm going to camp this weekend as a defensive lineman while he's on his official visit. Yeah, yeah, he's going to, I think, try to come camp on on Friday and then start official visit, you know, later that day or, or however it's going to work. But, you know, just a, a strong group and, and – I think for Auburn again, you can you try to continue to to do as much as you can on the offensive line. That's that's a goal. You got to you got to stay there. But uh, it's just adding talent, and and they're getting talent on, you know, on campus. This will be a big group on Friday, and then you mentioned you mentioned that you know flipping around on Monday, and um, and it, it is a strong strong group when you start talking about you know five star wide receiver Cam Coleman from Central Phoenix City. Um, Caleb Odom, tight end from Carrollton, Georgia, one of the, the best players in the country. Andrew Calhoun, maybe one of the biggest players in the country from yeah. Walton High and Marietta, big offensive tackle. But LJ McCray, a defensive lineman from uh, Daytona Beach in Mainland. And then uh, Red Morgan, uh, DB from, from Central Phoenix City as well. I mean, this is uh, – you start talking about you know close to a dozen guys or so that will be on campus within a five-day stretch for Auburn. And um, that's, that's you know, kind of what they're they've been doing. And – you throw all those things out there and all these official visits. And in the meantime, Thursday, um, they'll have the seven on seven camp and it's going to be a doozy. Um, you know, these the teams that are coming in, there's some really, really talented players and, and, and rosters that are coming in on Thursday for, for the seven on seven passing camp. And um, that kind of kicks it off. They'll have another camp on Friday, official visits throughout the weekend, another camp on Sunday. Um, it's just going to be, um, wall-to-wall, and and we'll be there for for pretty much every bit of it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Well, and don't forget, too, on Thursday, they have the O-line, D-line camp. And Correct. we already know of one offensive lineman that'll be there. You confirmed it with him earlier today, who I would bet a decent amount of money that he'll probably get offered on Thursday. Yeah, I think so. When you start talking about 
um, kind of what you're looking for, um, you know, kind of the, the things that that you're looking for and, and want to see out of players. Um, you know, when you do that, Khalil House, the guy that has all those things from Houston County High School over in Georgia, and we saw, again, another guy we saw in January at, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 300 pounds, really athletic. He was the, the O-line MVP of that Under Armour next um, combine and camp over there. Um, he's continued to add offers, really athletic kid. Um, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him you know, leave uh, with an Auburn offer. And uh, if Auburn were to offer, then I think Auburn would be one of the teams to watch for immediately because he talked about, you know, kind of growing up watching Auburn not too far away from home. Um, this will be something to, to track for sure, uh, you know, during that O-line D-line camp on Thursday. Yeah, no, it's going to be a loaded one. Um, and then you alluded to it a little bit on Friday. Um, you know, Walker White tweeted out he'll be there and he'll be camping. Uh, which is going to be a lot of fun because Malcolm Simmons, the four-star athlete uh, out of Benjamin Russell, um, is a guy that we've reported is set to camp. Um, and He'll probably camp as a receiver, though Auburn yep. does like him as a DB as well. Um, Bryce Kane is going to be camping on Friday, uh, the wide receiver from Baker. Both of those guys, Auburn has already offered, um, but maybe wants to see a little bit more. Maybe they want to prove themselves a little bit more, kind of like Reese Baker did on Monday. Um, so Walker White is – Confirmed at least going to have two guys that are going to be a lot of fun to watch him throw into. Um, and then, you know, there's going to be – you never really know going into a camp. There's going to be some more names that pop up as well. So Friday's yeah. elite camp should be really good, and then that leads straight to the official visits. It does. And I'm glad you mentioned Reese Baker. We need to mention Reese, uh, offensive lineman from uh, Madison Academy that we went and saw this spring. Um, you know, a guy that had early Auburn offer. Um, but, you know, came to camp. And I think instead of offer, he wanted to go, okay, I'm going to make you take me. And uh, he, he did a lot of that the other day at camp. Uh, he, he was impressive. He's a big athletic guy that can move and can run. And another guy that you kind of start thinking about what you're looking for and, and what do offensive tackles look like when they get to the next level. A lot of them look like he does in high school, which is you know, 6'5", 275 pounds. Um, athletic, can run. He's a guy that was timed at 20 miles an hour this spring or this spring. Uh, Close to 21. It was almost 21 miles an hour uh, for a guy that's in high school that's just turned 16 years old and 6'5", 275. Um, those are the kind of guys that you you build an offensive line around two years down the road. A guy that comes in, red shirts, plays a little bit as a red shirt freshman and you look up as a red shirt sophomore and he's 6'5", 295 and, and he's playing one of your tackle spots and, and you got a kind of a bookend anchor for a couple of years. He's a, he's a guy that I could see kind of doing some of those things uh, you know, down the road. And I think Auburn is, is now, in my opinion, jumped up into a, a pretty good spot for a guy like Reese Baker. Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned it, make him, take him. Uh, you know, we talked to him afterwards and he said, look, they made a big push. You know, they want me to jump on board now. Like they want me to jump on board today. Um, and I fully believe him when he says that. Um, he spent a lot of time with the staff um, after camp, um, went on a campus tour and stuff You know, during the camp. Obviously, Jake Thornton is working with those guys, but Thornton was spending a lot of time with him. So it was Kendall Simmons. Hugh Freeze had eyes on the offensive line for quite a while there. Um, especially as Reese Baker was working. This is a guy that has Auburn's attention um, and is a guy that I think Auburn is ready to jump on um, and try and get him in the boat here sooner rather than later. And I would agree with you. I think it will happen. You know, whether it happens sooner rather than later, I don't know. But Auburn's in a good spot right now. 
Oh, great work, guys. I think we just, <laughs> I think y'all two just riffed for about 15 straight minutes. You might have named off 20, 25 guys there. That's why, uh, that's why y'all are the best in the business right there. I do, I hate to even interject and, and, and slow down the train of thought at all. But, um, I think, you know, we've, we've pretty much covered what we wanted to, but I had a couple questions, um, for each of y'all, just sort of from an outsider on, on the recruiting sphere perspective something i was thinking about no, number one jason you mentioned and, and you have several times sort of you know i think i can't remember whose headline it was today but you know rekindling um you know the interest for auburn that's sort of a common thread it's 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 a common thread anytime you're changing over staffs especially one that you know you're trying to recruit better than but i i think you know we've heard a lot about recruits since you freeze took over you know auburn is getting back in the picture auburn auburn is getting is getting back in the mix um even even back in the brian harson era jason when they were uh, you know recruiting better you still you still heard those kinds of things from recruits you know oh you know auburn auburn is you know starting to push a little bit more what is there is there sort of an increased sense of confidence right now from what was going on in the Brian Harson era, for maybe maybe for this staff's ability to close, I, I guess why would you why would you sort of think that this staff is is going to be able to do a better job of those guys that that maybe Auburn wasn't a as high on as they should have been previously, or, or, or b didn't put the effort in on? Yeah, I, I think two things or two guys, Connor Lou, Keldrick Falk. That's 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 it. Those are two guys that that Auburn wanted and tried to get the entire time and um, were not going to get. They were both committed elsewhere. Connor Lee was committed to Miami. Keldrick Fault was committed to Florida State. And in a matter of really in a matter of weeks, Auburn was able to flip both those guys and get them on, you know, get them signed in on campus and, and go through spring practice. Those are guys that Auburn does not get without this new coaching staff. It doesn't happen. That gives you confidence that they're able to do those things. Um, Obviously, the guys that got the transfer portal, all those things, those things kind of speak for themselves. But when you look at just the 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 way they were able to to turn those two guys at the end of the the cycle, showed me that that they can go out and 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 win battles, and that's what you got to do. It's 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 about battles and that that old word talent acquisition. Um, this is this is an important you know couple of months for Auburn because you'll see a lot of visits in June. Be a lot of guys on campuses, and then we'll see a lot of decisions in July because a lot of these guys want to get them done before they get to their senior year or before they start all those things. So these next couple of months will will give them a chance that there'll be a, a group of kids that go, "Hey, we just want to see what you what your product is. What what do you put on the field?" There'll be some of those guys too, but there's gonna be a lot of kids that go, "You know what? I'm ready to go," and 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 I've seen enough. And and so this uh fun to watch them, but yeah, it was. It was really those two things, Connor Lou and Keldrick Falk, for me that that showed me that they were going to be able to to win some of those battles. Yeah, and those are a couple of guys. I'm, you know, they might not need Connor Lou really, but if they did, he's a guy who could maybe contribute immediately as a freshman. No question, Keldrick Falk um, could. I'm, I'm glad you bring up that sort of commitment time frame, Jason, because my my question for you, Christian, is I was looking today when I was going over the the blue chip ratio. Um, for Auburn and kind of looking at, you know, hey, what, what's next year going to look like? What's 24 going to look like? Um, and obviously they've only got five commitments right now, but that's, as, as you guys talk about all the time, you know, it's important to note, of course, that that's that's kind of an arbitrary number until you get to the very end. All that matters is, is where you're sitting when you finish. But Christian, as, as you're looking at this busy recruiting season coming up here in the summer, what is your idea of 
maybe how many commitments Auburn could get in this period. And, you know, not only a prediction of, you know, what would be realistic, but also what do you think would be a healthy number? You know, if Auburn comes out of the summer and they're at, you know, X number of commitments, then you're feeling pretty good about, about where they stand or, or does that even matter at all? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, cause I just did a story who could commit to Auburn next. And it feels like there's a lot of guys that are on the verge um, that Auburn sits not only in a good spot with, but guys that have consistently said like, Hey, I want to make a summer decision. Um, in terms of a number that I'm looking for, it's hard to place it. I'd like to see Auburn maybe get to August with a dozen or close to 15, which would be added seven to 10 guys, which adding 10 more might be a stretch, but I think you could add, you know, I think you could add seven more guys. Uh, I think that's realistic. You know, going down the official visitor list of guys that have um, already been on campus or confirmed to be on campus, Jalen Crawford wants to make a summer decision. Uh, I put in a crystal ball for him earlier this spring just because Auburn's been in a good spot. Kensley Faustin is kind of a name that popped up out of nowhere on the DB board, but Auburn seemingly likes him quite a bit. He likes Auburn quite a bit. Caleb Holmes, that's a guy that um, Duke's reported on that Auburn had a lot of rising interest in after watching him practice this spring. I mean, he'll be on campus this weekend. And, you know, if things go well, that's a top two, four, seven interior offensive lineman um, that I think Auburn sits in a really good spot with um, that they would like to land. You know, looking at the June 12th through the 14th guys, um, Auburn obviously wants to get Cam Coleman in the boat, um, but that one will probably go all the way to signing day. But you could get his teammate. I don't think it's out of the question that Red Morgan could, uh, not necessarily during his official visit, but by the end of June, by the end of July, um, I think he, he could hop on the boat here at Auburn. Um, he just visited Florida State, so there's another Auburn-Florida State battle. Um, and there's there's just a lot of guys. Jamison Riggs, um, he'll be in June 16th through the 18th. Um, that's pretty much an Auburn-Clemson battle. So uh, it, it's hard to put a number on where I would like to see them. Um, I would say, Jason, I'd love to get your take, but I kind of I, I would like to see them by August around – 11 to 15, somewhere in there. I'd like to see them double their commitments. Um, and I don't think that's out of the question by any means. Yeah. I think it's realistic to, to start to think, and you got, you know, double, double digits at least when you start talking about getting, getting up to that commitment total. Um, you know, the interesting thing is going to be kind of what, what they're looking for. Um, if you get the right guys, then you're going to go, Hey, come on. The more the merrier, let's go. Um, I don't think nowadays that you just start taking guys early. Yes. Take them. And, and, and that's, that's the key. I mean, that's, that's the thing is you got, you have to be very, very uh, tactical in how you approach building a, a, a class nowadays because of the transfer portal, because you're going to save, especially if you, depending on, and a lot of that, you want to save some spots because you, you may look up at the end of the year and go, okay, we're going to lose, just say, for instance, your corners play really well. And you look up and Keontae Scott says, hey, I, you know, even though I may have another year, I'm going to go ahead and go too. All of a sudden you look up and you go, we're going to lose three guys. We need a, another veteran guy right now, but you've already taken five corners and in, in, in committed. You might not have a spot for a veteran from the portal. So it it's so different now from a number standpoint, the balance standpoint, but if they if they can get some of these guys, uh, especially from the visits they're getting this summer, then then I'm pretty sure they'll say, "Hey, jump in the boat, let's go." Yeah, from the visits, it's a little clearer. Where it's not as clear, um, and that's where it's tough for us to kind of interpret. And that's you know, that's our job. We have to figure out is the camps. 
you know, Reese Baker, I think it's pretty clear. Auburn's willing to get him in the boat here pretty soon. How does Bryce Kane perform on Friday? How does Malcolm Simmons perform on Friday? Do those guys, you know, do those guys perform really well and says Auburn or does Auburn say, Hey, come on in right now. Or do they kind of want to slow play things a little bit, wait things out a little bit. That's where it'll vary from 10 to 15. You know, those guys that maybe don't have an official visit locked in yet. um, But guys that could play their way in to get in, in the class or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Great stuff, guys. Really appreciate that. Um, I know our listeners do as well. It's going to be a big week. It's going to be a big next month or so. Um, And so like we talked about at the outset, um, if you guys go check, check it out, uh, 60% off our uh, annual subscription. We definitely do implore you guys to go check that out. Number one, because obviously that's, that's what we want you to do. Um, But number two, we've been having a great time recently. It's been a lot of fun at the site. I've, I've really enjoyed, obviously I I love the recruiting coverage you guys bring to the table. Everything else has been, uh, has been going pretty smooth recently as well. Um, And so we would love to have you guys over there um, and come chat with us on the board. And, um, and come hang out in the uh, in the VIP space. So if you guys don't have anything else, I think we'll close it out there. Um, y'all packed a lot of good information in um, to get folks ready for the big recruiting week. So be sure to go check us out, guys. AuburnUndercover.com. We appreciate you guys listening today. If you guys did enjoy the pod, go leave us a five-star review wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. We would definitely appreciate that. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next time, we will catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of your week. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 